to the Dynasty Pros Fantasy Show, where we talk all things fantasy football, from player news, rankings, projections, and even trade advice. Everything to help you win your fantasy football league. And now, your hosts, Bob Miller and Tommy Harvey. What is up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Pros Fantasy Show, brought to you by DynastyProsFootball.com, your home for all things Dynasty League football. Bob Miller here, accompanied by Tommy Harvey and Levi Ellis. Thank you all for making us part of your day. Guys, how the heck are we doing? Did you make it through week 13? Man, the fantasy football playoffs are among us. And I couldn't be any happier. Yeah. yeah, man. Made it through. I'm ready to ready to hit the playoffs here and hopefully bring home some championships. Did you all have any disappointing, like, up to the last minute, like you had to win this weekend to make it into the playoffs or anything? Did you have any of that go down? That, you, that, you know, that maybe you didn't make it? Well, I'm, at, I'm actually in a league that started the playoffs this past week, and I won by a point and a half. So I'm moving on to the next round. Nice. So I'm ecstatic about that. Nice. Oh. I had a couple must-wins that I was able to pull out, but they weren't like uh, tight nail-biters or anything. So, um, you know, of course, didn't make the playoffs in a few leagues and made the playoffs in, in several leagues. So, Well, I made the play. That. I think I made the playoffs in every single league that I'm in, but some of them were harder than others because, you know, we all have – you know, we all play in these multiple leagues. So, uh, you know, you tend to – you try not to, but you can't help yourself but to, to draft the same guys. So, you know, if you if you really, really like, you know, Cooper Cup like I do, I tended to – I drafted him in almost every league that I could have. And, you know, guys like that. You know, you're Dalvin Cooks or if you're a Saquon guy. But I think that, you know, I had a lot of the same struggles across the board as, as, as I had a lot of running back injuries, and I was trying to make up for that literally the whole season. So – in several leagues, I just, I mean, I squeaked into the playoffs. But, uh, you know, like I said, got people like Eckler back and Nick Chubb back and McCaffrey and things like that. So, uh, you know, I'm hoping to see uh, see myself, uh, you know, raise a little hell in the playoffs uh, starting this weekend. So. Yeah, man. I'm, I play in 15 different leagues. I made the playoffs in 12, so I'm pretty pretty happy about that. And out of the three I didn't make, one team was a rebuild team that I took over an orphan. Uh, so the plan was not to make the playoffs in that league. So really two leagues that uh, I didn't make it that kind of bummed about. But one of them was uh, the Scott Fishbowl Satellite League. So, you know, it was best ball. Couldn't do anything about it. I, I didn't have a very good draft. And you can't do anything with the team after the draft. So Yeah, yeah. you know what? Now that you bring it up, I was in one of those. And uh, just awful. I did. Yeah, I don't know if I could awful. have done any worse than I did. You know, I I, I thought here. I thought I was a little smarter than the guys that I was drafting with. So I thought I was going to take a lot of these like sleepers that were going to do something. And injuries really really killed me. And you know, I took people like uh, who was who was a tight end for Dallas, Tommy. That you know we Blake about. Jarwin. Blake Jarwin took Blake Jarwin late. You know, and but I did get Gronk at the very end of that draft. I mean, it was oh my team just is putrid. In that Scott Fish thing. Oh my lord, it's awful. Yeah, it's it's pretty embarrassing. Uh, I've I've been in last place in my division for most of the year, and I had the one one, the first overall pick, and because of the Scott Fish scoring rules with the first, you know, with the first down point bonus and everything, I drafted Lamar Jackson number one overall. 
mm. um, you know, which goes against what I would typically do. But I would have taken Barkley if I didn't take him. And, of course, he got hurt, you know, so early on. So I guess, uh, you know, it was all right. I, I, I think the thing that hurt me the most is I took a lot of rookie running backs. Oh, my gosh. I took, like, Edwards Hilaire. I had uh, Cam Akers, and I had uh, DeAndre Swift. I took a lot of those guys thinking I was going to hit on a couple of them, but they – you know, you're starting to see Swift and Cam Akers come on now, but way, way too late for me, man. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's where I really, really, uh, that's where I dropped the ball there. So, anyway, well, guys, there's a you know quite a few things out there, you know, fantasy news uh, over the last uh, last few days, injury news and whatnot. Um, I'll tell you one of the bigger things that jumps out to me is the Carolina Panthers uh, put DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel on the COVID list. And it uh, doesn't look like they're going to be eligible to play this weekend, and that certainly hurts for, for the, you know, for those DJ Moore owners because they drafted him fairly high. But Samuel, you know, he was a lottery ticket that really, really paid off. So it, it kind of stinks to, you know, to be missing some of these guys going into your fantasy playoffs. You know. Yeah, but you know what? Give me all the Robbie Anderson. All about yeah. that action. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's. <laughs> He might get about 30 targets in this game, so but we'll uh, we'll talk about that in a few. Uh, you know, any other any other news that kind of stands out to you guys? I know there's quite a bit to go over, uh, Tommy. I know you're a big Josh Jacobs guy. Yeah, the fact that he isn't playing this weekend kind of bums me out, or isn't expected to play. Um, it kind of hurt uh, a little bit this past weekend. He he didn't play, but I was able to make it through. Um, like you said, I'm a big Josh Jacobs fan, though, so I hope he gets back quickly. Yeah, the one that really sticks out to me, man, is uh, is Christian McCaffrey. I mean, we've been waiting. We've talked about this for, for weeks now. He finally gets back this week. Looks like he's going to play this week. But last week, he kind of tweaks his quad. I think he's going to be all right to play this weekend. But, uh, you know, there's nothing that doesn't say, you know, he, he could tweak it again playing, you know. Uh, he certainly scares me, but there's just not a chance in the world that you can bench McCaffrey if you've got him, you know. Man, you well, better hope he plays guys. well. Well, with those other guys out, with Samuel and DJ Moore out, I mean, if he plays, he may get 15 targets on his own. Yeah, he may. Uh, yeah, he's going to eat if he plays and stays healthy, but I know that's a big if at this early in the week. Yep, yep. Um, breaking news, uh, you know, coming across right now, Joe Mixon, believe it or not, is going to miss another friggin' game. <laughs> Looks like he's out this weekend as well. So what what's new there? I've never been a mixing guy, and I never will be a mixing guy. Uh, I want nothing to do with him next year. I don't want a damn thing to do with him uh, then either. I, I just can't, this guy. I just I don't know. I, well, I, I've, no, I've, he's been so overrated to me. There's no reason to bring him back at this point in the season, anyways. Um, I mean, if he's missing week 14, that's only going to leave a few games left, and and uh, they obviously don't don't have anything to play for so absolutely what about any other news out there that stands out to you guys um well mark andrews was activated from the covid list and so was james connor so those are two pretty big guys uh pretty big guys to uh, come off that list uh yeah. the guy that the people are going to be needing in the playoffs so yeah, happy about Daniel mark andrews jones. coming back <clears throat> yeah it'll be definitely nice mark andrews coming back and then you got daniel jones who uh should be back this week it sounds like for a uh, another big matchup for the giants there and uh, of course drew Brees still out another week yeah he's looking at coming back uh in week 15 uh interested to see how that turns out there uh obviously Taysom hills just uh he's been 
better than what we ever thought he would be, uh, you know, filling in for him. And we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Um, another one that j- kind of jumps out to me, we kind of mentioned Cam Akers a little while ago, but he was taken off the injury report today. Um, so he's good to roll out on Thursday, you know, Thursday night football. So I know it, people that might be listening to this show, it's, you know, we're recording this Wednesday night. Um, so yeah, yeah. If you've got, uh, if you hear this before Thursday night football and you're a Cam Akers owner, fire him up, man. I think he's going to be a good play. So speaking of which, let's go ahead and lead right into that game. We're going to preview the, uh, you know, week 14 games and we're going to start off with that Thursday night game Patriots at the Rams. What's some guys that we really, really like in this game and guys that we don't, uh, Tommy, I'm going to start with you. Uh, who, who, who do you really like in this one? To be honest with you, I'm not sure if I like anybody in this matchup. Uh, the Patriots have a good defense. They they, they tend to shut down guys. Um, Jared Goff hasn't played well against the Patriots in the past. I, I don't see it happening this week either. I'm with Tommy on this, Bob. I, I think uh, this is a tough matchup to play anybody from either team. I mean, if you've got Cup and Woods, you're going to fire them up. I don't think you can bench those guys, but I'm not expecting a lot of production. I love Cam Akers. I'm one of the biggest Cam Akers supporters you'll find, and I would potentially start him depending on my options. But, again, Patriots defense is um, it, it's tough, and I certainly don't want anyone from the, the Patriots. No. Uh, not, not going against this Rams defense. No, there's not a Patriot in the world. I don't think there's a guy on that team I'd start. Uh, nope. Especially going, you know, a lot of this, people are listening. Your fantasy playoffs are this weekend, so, uh, you know, we we don't have to stress that enough, but there's not a Patriot that I would start. Uh, I wouldn't start any of the Rams' tight ends, but I do kind of like Cam Akers in this one. Um, if someone, uh, you know, really, really needs him, don't be too scared. I think he, he's – you know, a decent floor uh, as an RB2 in this game. Um, yeah, Jared Goff has not played well against Belichick, and uh, he's been unsuccessful almost every time he's played him. But I do think Cooper Cup and Robert Woods should get a lot of targets. And um, if anyone probably stands out to me that to be fantasy relevant, it would be those two guys in this game, you know, sure. with, with Cam Akers as well. So, Yep, yep, that's pretty much uh, summing up that game. Um, and if you have the Rams' defense, I don't know. I mean, this might be a game you want to you wanna play them. I mean, Cam Cam, uh, Cam Newton's been known to turn it over a little bit. And with that pressure, uh, you know, we might see that. So, Yeah, that's Anyways. a great call. Rams' defense, definitely a, a defense to stream this week. Uh, that Patriots' offense is just terrible. Yeah, I, mean, I, I know they, they put up 45 last yeah. week, but, but that was some special teams and defense too. Absolutely. It, it, you're exactly right. Don't let that score, score fool you. Um, um, they, uh, the, the, the Chargers just kind of shut down halfway through that game. So, yeah. Um, so let's move on to uh, one of my favorite teams in the world, the Titans. Uh, taking on the Jaguars in Jacksonville. That was sarcasm, by the way. I cannot stand the Titans. But anyways, <laughs> who who are some guys that uh, that we like in this one? I, you know, I'm thinking, you know, we've got a lot of fantasy goodness for this one. I mean, anybody, anybody that takes on the Jags, you're probably starting. But uh, who do you guys like? Give me Tannehill, give me Derrick Henry, give me A.J. Brown, and give me Corey Davis. I'm all about those guys in this matchup. Where would you start Corey Davis? I mean, obviously Henry is, a, is an RB1, A.J. Brown, you're, you're going to start your wide receiver one or two, you know, depending on how you drafted him. But, you know, can you start Corey Davis in a – where would you put him, like a wide receiver two, a wide receiver three, a flex? What, what are you yeah. thinking? 
I wouldn't hesitate if you uh, if you, if you have to start three wide receivers, start him as a wide receiver three. If 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 if, if there's a flex option, start him start him in your flex. Um, Corey Davis has been putting up really solid numbers as of late, and I've got no issue starting him. Yeah, Levi, what about you? Anybody sticks out to you in this game that you like, or maybe you don't like? Yep, yep. I'm starting all the Titans. Uh, everybody except for Jonu, of course. I mean, like like Tommy said, James Robinson. You got to roll him out. Uh, he's a running back one this year. Been an amazing story. In terms of the Jaguars' passing game, I mean, Glennon has been decent. It would be tough to throw him out in a playoff matchup, but if you you know if you're really hurting, it is a good matchup against the Titans' defense. Outside of that, I like Chenault, but I don't have a lot of faith. I think it's a decent floor, but but the ceiling uh, scares me right now. He's just not real involved. Colin Johnson has looked great, but, uh, again, can you really trust rolling out a fifth-round rookie who's only had two good games in your fantasy playoffs? And I don't know that I can. Yeah, those Jags wide receivers are a little risky to me. I mean, Chenault's only had seven targets over the last two weeks, but Colin Johnson's had 14. But, like you said, Levi, is there anyone that's just got the balls right now to start Colin Johnson in their fantasy playoff. I, I just don't know if they can do that. Uh, DJ Chark, oh, that, that's that's a roller coaster I don't want to ride right now, man. Uh, that, that ship has, has certainly sailed for me. I, I won't be playing him anymore. Yeah, it's hit or miss with him, man. It's like, you know, him and DJ Moore were two guys that every time I started them, they, they did nothing, and then, boy, I'd bench them, and they'd blow up for 27 fantasy points or something, which was nuts, so... Yeah, I, I, I'm staying away from any any Jaguars player, with the exception of James Robinson. He's a stud. Every other Jag I'm staying away from here. Now, all those Jag receivers are great by lows right now. If you're in any dynasty leagues that still the tra- you know still has open trading available, or you want to after the playoffs, I mean they're potentially gonna you know have Justin Fields this next year, and and this could easily be a Bengals offensive situation like we're seeing this year. Burrow steps into all those weapons. Justin Fields or whatever rookie quarterback steps in with Chenault and Chark and uh, Colin Johnson, James Robinson. I mean, it can be be some potential there for sure. Yeah, it would be exciting uh, without a doubt. And we are going to talk about that. We're putting out an article. You know, Levi, you put out our waiver wire article every week. You do tremendous work over at DynastyProsFootball.com. Uh, we're going to be putting something out over the next few weeks, each week, talking about uh, um, Dynasty Stashes. Right now, for those guys that maybe not uh, that are not in the playoffs, or not, you know, maybe they're playing in a losers bracket or something like that, we're going to give you some names to go out there and pick up off the, you know, off the waiver wire right now, um, and just and stash them because they may end up being fantasy relevant next year. So, you know, everyone out there listening, you know, keep an eye out for that. Uh, I think you really enjoy that. So, uh, anyways, let's move on to the Vikings at the Buccaneers. I, there's a lot. Uh, fantasy stud studliness going on in this game. Are we uh, are we confident with uh, with these players? Is there anybody we're fading in this game? No, I'm um, fading. Uh, no, not not particularly. I, I I'm probably firing up everybody in this game. Both quarterbacks, uh, both both sides of running backs with Rojo and Dalvin. Um, both sets of receivers. I, I I think everybody can be started here. Yeah, Tom Brady has put up some pretty good points. Um, you know, three of his last five games coming off a of bye, he's put up at least 23 fantasy points. And this is a good matchup. The The Vikings have an inexperienced secondary. Their pass rush is just non-existent. 
And, and you know, they've had, golly, uh, six quarterbacks this year passed for over 280 yards against them, and five of them have thrown for at least three touchdowns against them. Uh, give me all the Tom Brady you can because, <laughs> you know, what wide receiver do you start for Tampa or what wide receivers do we bench here? What, what do you all think? I'm starting all of them, man. Uh, yeah. I mean, I know it's – it's tough to see who's going to get the targets, but they've all been getting the targets. So uh, I think you got to roll everyone out. Like Tommy said, there's, there's not a guy on either team in, in terms of a prominent role that I would, that I would bench. I mean, I feel good about all of them. I think cousins has the toughest matchup and I still think he can be really good with those two receivers. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you, I like Rojo. I like Rojo to have a bounce back game. You know, we saw that Bruce Arians has come out and said he wants to get him at least 20 touches a game. Um, Yada, yada, yada. You can't really believe the guy. But Rojo has just looked great this year. And, and when he gets touches, he produces. And the Vikings have – have their, their run defense hasn't been very, very good this year. They've allowed three total touchdowns to running backs, uh, you know, to guys. And, and they've given up 110 yards uh, to running backs in their past three games. Um, you know, Rojo scored at least 16 points in PPR leagues over his last three outings, or at least in two of his last three outings. I, I think he's a good, good uh, play this week. I know there's a lot of people out there that have kind of had that roller coaster ride, sort of say, with him, but I really, really think he's a good start this weekend. So I'm rolling with him. And, and you, can't, you, you can't bench any of those Vikings wide receivers. I mean, Thielen and Jefferson – uh, they're going to get a lot of touches, and and I think Dalvin's going to be just all right as well. Though, so, well, anybody, uh, anyone else stand out to you guys? Uh, Gronk. I mean, tight end has has been a has been kind of a uh, has been kind of a circus this year. So, and Gronk's been fairly consistent the last few weeks. So put him in your lineup. Yeah, I agree. He gets a lot of red zone targets. Uh, Brady likes to at least feed him a touchdown if he can every game. So I really like the call on that. I, I can't believe I forgot about Gronk. Wow, interesting there. What about you, Levi? Anybody stand out to you that you uh, you're on? Or I mean, what do you think about Leonard Fournette in this game? No, I'm staying away from Fournette. I mean, it's you're right. Rojo is is looked really good this season. He's clearly the better running back at this point. <laughs> I think if the Buccaneers fall behind game script wise, Fournette has value. But I don't think that's really. I don't think they're going to be playing from behind against Minnesota. I think it's either going to be tight or I think the Bucks are going to be leading most of the way. Brady's just too good after the bye, and uh, they're the home team and they got so many weapons. So Fournette is is a guy that I'm definitely fading. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, yeah, that, that, that's a good game. There's a lot of fantasy goodness there. So you all, uh, if anyone has any of those players, fire them up, man. We think they're going to be great. They're going to score you some points this weekend. Good luck. Um, let's move on to another game that could, uh, you know, it's got a lot of fantasy love in it too, and that's the Chiefs at the Dolphins. Uh, I mean, I, we obviously got to fire up Mahomes, Kelsey, and Tyreek. Is there anyone else to you guys that, uh, you know, any Chiefs players? How do we feel about Lev Bell? How do we feel about... Uh, Clyde Edwards E. Lair, or maybe McCole Hardman, Sammy Watkins. Is there anyone else um, that you all would feel comfortable starting this week? I'd probably go Clyde Edwards E. Lair. Um, the uh, Dolphins have a really good secondary. Um, I, I know that that doesn't really mean a whole lot when they're facing the Chiefs, considering the Chiefs just throw it all over the place, but they may look to kind of balance it out this game. 
And uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire coming off a game where he didn't, I don't think he played. Um, I think uh, I think he'll, he'll he'll be a decent start this week, actually. What do you think, Levi? What do you think about Edward Zilaire? I mean, can you trust him this Sunday? Man, I just I've had a hard I've had a hard, had a hard time trusting him all year. He's just not getting the volume. When he gets the volume, he's good. But they are just so good at passing the ball, and they're not running a lot of uh, a lot of, of the passing game through the running backs this season. So I'm not saying sit. Uh, Edwards Hilaire because of course the kid has talent and I think Tommy's right that that Dolphin secondary is really good but no I, I could not start him with confidence if I owned him I'd probably start him um, unless I just had some amazing other options but uh, it's tough I could see someone maybe like Sammy Watkins stepping up in a game like this you know I think that the Dolphins may commit so much attention to guys like Kelsey and Tyreek that a guy like Watkins, who has the talent, could bust loose at any time. I mean, he had six targets last week. I think he had seven the week before. Um, Watkins is a big play machine, but at the same time, you'd have to have some serious balls to start Watkins in your playoffs too because that <laughs> dude would. is so so <laughs> up and down. Um, oh, wow. So, yeah, it, it's, I, I think it's a tough call outside of the obvious. Yeah, you know someone I really like in this game, man, is Miles Gaskin. I'm loving this guy. I had, I've got him in a few leagues. And could not wait to get him back last week. And, buddy, did he deliver. He had 23 touches. He had 141 total yards in that game. And he's going up against the Chiefs right now. And they've allowed a running back to either score or gain over 100 rushing yards in three games in a row now. So they're giving up uh, a lot of fantasy points to running backs, especially over their last three games. And, And Gaskin has scored or gained at least 120 total yards in four games in a row, I think the offense is going to run through him. He's a guy I am starting and 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 sleeping like a baby. I'm not looking back. You know, do you guys agree there, or, or do you think maybe the Dolphins get you know kind of fall behind and maybe abandon the run game? I think that is a, a definite probability that they fall behind in this game. Um, even even though their their secondary is so good, the Chiefs' offense is just on a, on a completely different level. Um, so I, I think the Dolphins are going to end up having to throw the ball, and somebody like Devontae Parker, I think, is going to be uh, utilized pretty heavily. Yeah, I think, I mean, volume is king in, in fantasy football, and Gaskins, when he's playing, he's certainly getting volume, but they all agree they do fall behind, so it'll be interesting to see how the Dolphins play that out. Uh, they, it, you know, and I, my memory isn't serving me correctly. Maybe one of you guys can jump in. Obviously, the Dolphins have trailed in some games this season. Did they continue to hand the ball off to, to Gaskins at that time, or did they? Yeah, they yeah, he's rely? getting, you know, total yards. He's getting some, some, some love in the passing game as well, but... The Chiefs have kind of – is it weird to say this, but the Chiefs kind of played down to their competition. You know, you see them play this year, and you see them play these these teams that they should just smoke them, beat them by three touchdowns, and they just let them hang around. Um, they might come back later in the game or really, really kind of pour it on in the fourth quarter. But I see this being another one of those games. The Dolphins' defense is surprisingly good. I mean, they're they're possibly a top five defense in the league right now. Believe it or not, that's crazy to say, but I see the and they're and they're playing in Miami, so I can see the Dolphins hanging around in this game. In fact, I do see them hanging around in this game, and I see Miles Gaskin putting up some nice fantasy points. I'm starting him and not looking back there, and 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 probably the only other guy in that that Miami offense that I would consider 
would be Mike Gesicki, but it's hit or miss. He's touchdown or bust. So, uh, you know, he's kind of like Gronk. It's touchdown or bust. So I just did some stats here, Bob. And in the three games that the Dolphins lost this year that Gaskins played in, he had nine carries against New England, seven carries against Buffalo, and ten carries against Seattle. They lost all three of those games, so I think they probably fell behind, abandoned the run game a little bit. But here's the good news. In those same three games, he Gaskins had four targets with four catches against New England, seven targets, six catches against Buffalo, and four targets with three catches against Seattle. So, yeah, I mean, you're right. They're involving him in the past game. He should still get volume one way or the other. But uh, the Dolphins' defense has been really good this year, and their special teams too. So it could be uh, could be an interesting game for sure. And what games were those? Repeat those games. So that was week one against New England, week two against Buffalo, and week – Number four, four against Seattle. So yep. in week one, he had 10.6 fantasy points in PPR leagues. Even though he didn't have a whole lot of touches, he still got you double-digit fantasy points. You know, So that's a good floor. Uh, yep. Week two at Buffalo, he had over 14 fantasy points. Now, uh, week four, I don't know if I said week two, but uh, in week four. You did. Week four, he uh, you know he did he had nine point two fantasy points against Seattle, so that was his one crap game this year, and yep. and that crap game was a nine point fantasy game. I've I've had a hell of a lot more crappier games from other people than nine nine points. So I think he's <coughs> Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think he's a he's got a great floor in this game uh, with the potential of. Uh, Really putting up a, a really nice ceiling there, too. Anybody else in this Miami offense that jumps out to you guys? I mean, like I said, Mike Kosicki kind of a hit or miss for me. Um, I'm trying to look at a better option there, but I don't know if there are many. You know, after Darren Waller and, and, and Travis Kelsey, maybe Mark Andrews, they're all just touchdown or bust. Yeah, Gasicki's the only other guy that I would have some interest in. And, and last week was amazing, but it's been a roller coaster year. And, so it's a toss-up. Outside of that, no, Dolphins. Um, Devontae know. Parker, I'm not touching him with a 10-foot no, pole. I'm not really interested in him. Gaskins is, is the clear-cut uh, starter of the group for sure. What about you, Tommy? Anybody stick out to you, or uh, is that good? That's probably about it for the Dolphins side, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's it's really, you're looking at, in this game, you're looking at the Chiefs. You're looking at, the, at those Chiefs guys as far as fantasy relevancy. Yep, yep, you're right there. So let's move on to uh, let's move on to another one. Let's uh, let's move on to the Broncos at the Panthers. Who's some guys that really stand out to us in this game? Anybody? Uh, I mentioned it earlier, Robbie Anderson. Mm-hmm. I, I I will start him with a hundred percent confidence in this game. Um, no DJ Moore possibly, no Curtis Samuel possibly. Uh, Robbie Anderson's the guy. I'm gonna jump in and say Tim Patrick. You know, I was who, just about to say Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick's who, been great. He has been great. He is he is actually the best wide receiver on that team right now, and it's hard for me to say that being an avid Jerry Judy supporter. Um, but Tim Patrick has been amazing. He's been a touchdown machine. They look his way early and often. I think Tim Patrick, he was one of my top uh, waiver wire ads of the week. I mean, he's a guy that I'm going to roll out with confidence this week. So yeah. uh, I hope he comes through. You know, in week nine, Tim Patrick had 12.9 fantasy points in PPR against the Falcons. Week 10, he had over 10 fantasy points against the Raiders. Week 11, he had over he had almost 18 fantasy points against the Dolphins uh, of anyone. And then last week against the Chiefs, he had over 20 fantasy points. Caught two touchdowns in that game. 
Um, so, yeah, fire up Tim Patrick. If you've got him, fire his ass up. And both of those last two games were against really good pass defenses, you know, the Dolphins and the Chiefs there. So uh, I think he's just getting better and better, more and more confident, and Locke's throwing to him more and more. Yeah, but here's the thing. We're talking about Locke there, and we're talking about Tim Patrick, but I do not, and I absolutely do not, I cannot stand Drew Locke. And, and, and according to, like, pro football reference, more than a quarter – of his throws, I mean, 26% of his throws have been rated bad. I mean, just poor throws, bad throws by pro football reference. Um, I, I can't see myself starting him. I mean, even if Tim Patrick has a touch uh, or something like I can't start Drew Locke, especially in the fantasy playoffs. But I think he's oh, a good dancer, Bob. I mean, don't you, <laughs> don't you like him? No, 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 not a, not <laughs> a Drew Locke guy. Yeah, he's just this hip young guy, apparently, that everybody likes, but his play does not back it up. Yeah, he definitely has all the swag, but that's about all yeah, he Yeah, there has. you go. Yep, <laughs> yep, exactly. Hey, what about Melvin Gordon? Do we like Melvin Gordon in this one? I think you can yeah. fire him up. Yeah, you probably can. Week. You probably can. I just haven't liked Melvin Gordon in two years, so... Yeah, yeah I don't. I, I see him more as a you know a, a, a solid flex play. But if you're really in a in a bind at running back, you can probably start him at you know in your RB two spot there. Yeah, I'm not a Gordon guy either. But yes, I agree. Running back two, I think uh, he, you know he should get volume. Panthers run defense has not been the best this season. I mean, I think you can play him if you have him. I don't own Gordon in any leagues because I, I just kind of moved off of him a couple years ago, like Tommy did, but. But yeah, if you got him, I, I see you playing him. Yeah, and we obviously were, you know, we're starting Christian McCaffrey if he plays here. Oh, yeah. Same thing with Mike Anderson. Uh, but what do we think about Bridgewater here? I mean, yeah, you know, he's missing some weapons there, but he still has Robbie Anderson, and hopefully he has McCaffrey. Is this someone that we could start this weekend, or or is he more of like a super flex kind of QB two, like your second quarterback? Yeah, Bridgewater is a QB two, um, super flex leagues only, in my opinion. If, if you're starting him as your as your QB one in the playoffs, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Well, and the Broncos defense has shut out some big name quarterbacks recently, and you factor in no DJ Moore and no Curtis Samuel, most likely, and we don't know what's going on with McCaffrey. Yeah, I, I'm not playing Bridgewater unless it's an absolute uh, necessity. Here's who's going to be starting with Robbie Anderson at the receiver position. Zilstra, I can't. I don't even know who this guy is. Brandon Zilstra, <laughs> and then Pharaoh Cooper. Now I like Pharaoh Cooper, but he's never done anything besides return a few a few punts and muff a few punts. So, yep, yep. Um, so you know that should be concerned with Bridgewater factoring that he's had some health injuries of uh, himself recently. So if McCaffrey's playing, maybe. But if he's not, man. Well, if Mac- if McCaffrey's playing, I mean, like you all said earlier in the show, <laughs> that offense, McCaffrey may get thirty touches in this game you know so for sure yeah yeah he'll he'll need to get 30 touches in this game with the the guy that's going to roll out there so absolutely well anybody else stand out in this broncos uh and panthers game um if you're in a desperate situation at tight end very 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 desperate situation um with all the uncertainty with who's playing for the for the panthers ian thomas may be a a guy you can look at um they got they got to throw the ball to somebody. So, I mean, other than Robbie Anderson, they don't really have anybody else out there. So Ian Thomas could be could be a guy to target there. What who, about who Noah is... Fant? What do we think about Noah Fant going into this game? 
I mean, I think you could roll Noah Fant out. He's he's kind of been boomer bust, you know, just as as is the whole tight end position group this year. But uh, the guy's got talent, so uh, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, he's only got three games this year in PPR leagues with double digit fantasy points. Now he sniffed around at like nine points a, a handful of times, but uh, legit. I mean, he's only uh, gone over, you know, gone into double digits three times, and he hasn't done it since week eight. So it's uh, it's been a while. Unless I'm really, really hurting it tied in, I'm probably leaving him alone. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Watch him blow up for two touchdowns. Anyways, <laughs> yep, yep. And, and you know, proving that we don't know crap. Uh, so, uh, let's move on to the Texans and Bears. There's a little bit of fantasy love here. I mean, you know, Tommy, uh, I'm going to get Tommy all excited when I mention Allen Robinson's name. So, Tommy, go right ahead. Love me some A Rob. Um, he, other than Robbie Anderson this week, he is my second favorite wide receiver of the week. Uh, love Allen Robinson. He's going against a terrible Texans defense. Fire up Allen Robinson in every league you got him in. If you have him, you're obviously starting him anyways. But Allen Robinson, Allen Robinson, Allen Robinson. Hey, Tommy, who do you like this week? <laughs> Allen Robinson. <laughs> Just yeah. to get that in there one more time. Yeah, Allen Robinson. He's uh, the, the dude does not get the credit and the love that he should get, and that's because he plays for Chicago, and they do not have a quarterback. Um, but, yeah, you're firing up, I mean, all the usual characters, Deshaun Watson, Brandon Cooks, um, Allen Robinson, of course, um, David Montgomery. David Montgomery has been special the last two weeks. They've made some adjustments on their offensive line. All of a sudden they're giving him the ball. He's breaking tackles. He's getting yards. Of course, he's catching catching passes. I actually – I know you guys may feel differently. I kind of think Trubisky is a sneaky start this week. Uh, Texans D is not good, as we mentioned, or – or at least their pass D. Trubisky can use his legs. Uh, I know it's it's uh, ballsy in the playoffs, but I do think Trubisky could could have a good game. Yeah, they've been running the ball a lot lately. Like you said, you were talking about Montgomery, and and yep. he's he has he's played some very good football the last couple of weeks, which kind of makes Trubisky a little like a risky play for me because. You know they they ran. I mean they ran for three touchdowns in the last. I don't know. They let's say they ran for three touchdowns last week, and they had rushed for two touchdowns all season. So they're starting to really focus on that running game. I don't know. Uh, this game has the potential to be a shootout because they have two just awful defenses, and and to be that defense in Chicago is kind of checked out. I think these guys are just playing not to get hurt. They don't give a a flip about anything. So this could be a little bit of a shootout. Um, but Trubisky is a little risky for me, especially going into the, you know, if this was week 12, week 13 or something, I'd be a little bit more likely to start him. But for my fantasy playoffs, I'm a little scared of him. Uh, but I will say this, he's good for, for daily fantasy. If you're out there trying to find a cheap quarterback to, uh, play on FanDuel or DraftKings, I do like the, uh, the ceiling there for him, but, uh, the floor is just a little too scary for me. Anybody else? Any, uh, any? you know, you kind of mentioned Brandon Cooks. I mean, Deshaun Watson has been a, a solid QB1 even without Fuller. He put up 20 fantasy points last week. I mean, he put up over 20 fantasy points last week and didn't even throw a touchdown. So um, that says a lot about Deshaun Watson. I think he's a solid QB1. Um, you can start him and, and don't worry about it too much. What's your all's thoughts there? Um, another guy you could – You'd be able to use in a flex spot is Kiki Kuti. Um, 
he has really really come on strong as of late and he he's been he's played really really well um i, I wouldn't hesitate putting him in a flex spot if you have him yeah, he had a nice game uh, last week, man. He put up uh, 22, 22.1 fantasy points up against the Colts there. He had eight catches for only 141 yards. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was a good, good game for him. What do you think about him, Levi? Oh, yeah, QT is, is a guy that, I mean, he's getting – he, you know, first weekend, really getting major playing time starting. He got a ton of targets, as you mentioned. Um, Bears, you know, again, the Bears secondary is pretty good. That's a little tough, but they got to throw the ball to somebody. I'm not depending on Chad Hansen. I can tell you that. I mean, I know he had five catches, 101 yards last week. There's some talk Jordan Akins maybe gets a little bit more involved, but he only had three targets last week. So, um, yeah, QT would be outside of Cooks. That's the the main guys that I'm, I would be looking for on Houston. David Johnson. Um, I think you could roll David Johnson out as, as maybe more of a flex or a running back three type uh, play. But, um, yeah, that's that's it for me. Yeah, it's going to be kind of funny. Uh, you mentioned Jordan Akins. This might be the week that Jordan Akins actually scores a touchdown because every time you expect it out of him, he, he just he performs poorly. He doesn't get any targets. Last week, everyone thought in the world, you know, that he would get uh, a lot of love because they talked about lining him up in the slot quite a bit. And, and he got, what, three targets, like you said. So he, he, he's not getting any love. So this weekend, watch him blow up for a, you know, a touchdown, maybe five catches for about 70 yards or something in a touch. Sure. Um, but I can't I'm, – I'm just – I'm scared to start him unless he's just my only choice. Um, you know, a sneaky, a sneaky guy is Cole Komet. The last three weeks he's getting more and more of the, uh, the routes in the – you know, for the tight end position for the Bears. He did score a touchdown this last week. Again, not a player that I typically would want to roll out in a, in a playoff matchup. Um, but, you know, last week, seven targets, five catches, 37 yards, and a touchdown. Now, that was against Detroit, but the Texans' D is going to be kind of along the same lines there. So, if you're, uh, you know, if you're, if you're feeling dangerous, you could roll out Cole Komet. Now, Cole Komet is one of those guys we're going to talk about eventually at some point when we, we talk about our dynasty stashes because he, he's probably my number one tight end stash, him and maybe David and Joku because a lot of these guys are on your waiver wire. And, um, you know, it would be someone you pick up for nothing right now and could actually be something next year. So, yeah, that's a name to keep an eye on uh, for sure. All right, let's move on to the Cardinals at the Giants. What do we feel here about Kyler Murray? I, You can't bench the guy. He's not played particularly well the last few weeks, and the Giants' defense has been pretty stout. So what do we think about Kyler in this one? I am scared of this game. Um, the Giants played a, a team very similar to the Cardinals this past weekend, and really shut them down. Um, sure did. Um, the Cardinals, Kyler, like you just said, Kyler just hadn't hadn't really played well lately. Uh, Nuke hasn't really played well lately, um, and it's just kind of a scary game. I mean, you're going into you're going into into the playoffs with these studs on your team like like Kyler and like Nuke. Um, you probably you may have Kenyon Drake on your team. You may be using him as at, at some type of flex spot. Um, those guys scare me in in this type of matchup. The Giants' defense has has been pretty good. Um, they're in first place. They're playing for something. Um, it's in New York, so the Cardinals are having to go all the way across country. Um, it's it, it's yeah, a scary yeah. game. 
Yeah, you're exactly right. You know, talking about that Giants defense, and their last four games, they've had 12 sacks and four interceptions. And they've held Washington, Philly, Cincinnati, and Seattle to 20 points or less. Uh, you know, none of that sounds really good, especially with a, a Cardinals team that's been, a, you know, kind of you know, kind of slowed down a little bit, you know, offensively as of late. You know, Kyler has scored at least 21 fantasy points in all but one game this season. But over the last, I don't know, the last three games, he hasn't rushed for more than 31 yards, and he does not have a rushing touchdown. And that's kind of a big part of his game. Um, I can tell you right now, Kyler Kyler Murray is more hurt than they are letting on. You're you're Uh, right. He is, and I think we will hear about it at the end of the season, but he is not running for a reason. So whether they are protecting him from further injury or whether he's got something wrong where he can't be running, I mean, we we know about the shoulder injury, but, yeah, he is not slinging the ball like he once was. He's not running the ball. If I'm a Kyler owner, I'm scared to death to start him in the playoffs, especially against the Giants. Uh, as a matter of fact, actually, one of the leagues I'm in, I'm going against the guy that has Kyler Murray. So I'm actually pretty excited about that. A few weeks ago, I would have been scared to death. Now I'm actually pretty happy if he rolls Kyler out there, knowing that's uh, probably limited upside. I have. I'm a Kyler owner in in several leagues, and yeah, I'm a little bit concerned about this. Uh, I, it's the wrong time to be the Kyler owner out there. And like you said, man, they're playing at New York and he hasn't done a whole lot. And I really do think you're right. He's, he's a little more hurt uh, than what they're leading on there. I am a little, are there any quarterbacks? Let's just say, are there any, you can't fathom the idea of, of actually benching Kyler Murray. We're not advocating that, but are there any quarterbacks that maybe you would start over Kyler right now that maybe, you wouldn't have ever considered. I mean, are there? I know it's kind of putting you all on the spot, but are there any of those those QBs out there that maybe you would consider? Uh, you could look at somebody like Big Ben. He, Ben's played really well. Um, he's thrown the ball a lot, uh, so Ben would, would would be a guy I I would possibly looking at starting over him if you have if you have both of them on your team. Would you? Let me ask you this: Would either of you guys roll out Jalen Hurts instead of? Uh... Instead of Kyler, I mean Jalen Hurts' matchup no. is terrible against the Saints. Nope. Um, no. Yeah. There's no I don't way. think I don't think most people would, but uh, I, I'm intrigued to see what Jalen Hurts does. Jalen Hurts was my number two quarterback coming into this draft this year, and I know that's making me look silly with Herbert because uh, he was not my number one. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I'm it, curious to see what Hurts can do. Yeah, but here's the thing with with Kyler is you drafted him fairly high, so if you took another quarterback or picked someone up off your uh, off your waiver wire, I mean, you're probably got someone like Tommy mentioned, like a Big Ben. Maybe you picked up a Stafford or a Trubisky, um, something like that. Here's a guy that does kind of make sense that if you have him, that I would consider starting over him, and that's Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill might be someone that this yeah. is realistic. It's not like hey, that whoever owns Kyler also owns Lamar, or they also own Mahomes or something like that. But you know, it's a it's a good possibility that the Kyler owner might have someone like Justin Herbert or Ryan Tannehill or something like that that I would probably start over Kyler this weekend. It's crazy to say, but what do you guys think? Would you start Herbert or Tannehill over Kyler? 
probably. Yeah, probably. Another guy you could look at is uh, possibly Matt Ryan. Kind of gets a, a good matchup this week against the Chargers. So, um, Matt Ryan um, is, like that's, you said, Tannehill, yeah. Herbert, you know. That's probably go it. what you said, too, Bob. I, I would start Taysom. I would start Taysom over Kyler this week. And I know that's probably a hot take, and that sounds crazy, but it's only because I think Kyler is more hurt than, than you know, what's let on, and plus they're facing the Giants. And uh, Taysom going against the Eagles. He's been getting it done every single week. I know the Eagles' defense is kind of sneaky good, but um, for me, I, I would I think I would roll Taysom out over Kyler. I'm not a Kyler owner anywhere, so I can't really put my – you know, my I can't put it where my mouth is, so to speak. Put my money where my mouth is, but uh, yeah, I we just had to think one. about yeah, just some some guys that you could realistically have as like a backup quarterback on your fantasy squad uh, behind Kyler that you could maybe consider starting there. So you know, that's good. You have to start DeAndre Hopkins in this game. There's no yep. way to get around that. I don't know if I like Chase Edmonds in this one, but Kenyon Drake has really come on um, as of late, and I think possibly because of Kyler's supposed injury i know he got he hurt that shoulder he's hurt a little thing but he might be a little bit more hurt like you said there um and they've leaned a little bit more on Kenyon drake and i can see him finding the end zone again in this game um so i really like him as a as a darn solid flex and and even an rb2 um if that's what you need him for but i'll tell you a guy i really like in this game and that's wayne gallman Wayne Gallman has been absolutely amazing. And, I mean, last week he was supposed to do a crap job against Seattle, and he blew up again. I'm loving this guy right now. In uh, and, and Arizona, man, they've allowed five rushing touchdowns in their last three games. I love me some Wayne Gallman in this one. He's been awesome. Yeah, Gallman hasn't been bad. Um, Daniel Jones should also be back uh, this, this Sunday, too, so – uh, Daniel Jones could be a, a pretty decent play in in, in, in a super flex. Um, I don't think he's going to run a whole lot, obviously, coming off that that issue. But um, Daniel Jones could be a sneaky play there. I'll tell you another one that I really like in this game. You talk about sneaky, and I don't know if it's too, uh, how sneaky I would call it, but Tommy Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard has put up damn good points this year in almost every game that he's played. And with Daniel Jones coming back, I mean, he is Daniel Jones' favorite target. Um, Evan Ingram has gotten some targets. He's gotten some love. But I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, you know, you could probably take Sterling Shepard to the bank for at least 11 to 12 fantasy points in this game. What do you think there, Levi? Man, I'm just scared with the, the Giants passing game. Uh, Sterling Shepard is the receiver to, to start, but, um, you know, last week, what did Shepard have? Like one catch. Um, so that that's what scares me a little bit. But, yeah, if you're picking a Giants wide receiver, that's who I'm going with. And last week he did play with Colt McCoy, so, you know, we kind of need to keep that in mind. Yeah, he had six targets, one catch, 22 yards. I, I, the six targets is encouraging. But uh, this is one of those games. There's Outside of Gallman, Drake, and, and Nuke, those are kind of the main guys I'm rolling out. The other guys uh, would be more in desperation. Yeah, save that. You know, Evan Ingram's one of those guys, but I really do like Sterling Shepard in this game. I think he's a nice. I think he'd be a very good flex to have. Uh, anyone else uh, to stand out to you, Tommy? Or are we ready to move on to your Cowboys and those Bengals? Oh man, do we have to? <laughs> Unfortunately, we do. We can't. Uh, we can't pass this one up. Not uh, as much as we want to, but we have to. So uh, we've got to cover this. What Cowboys do we start? 
what Bengals do we start, and which ones do we stay the hell away from? Well, if you're in the fantasy playoffs, uh, you you may not want to be starting any of them. Um, um, <laughs> it's it's slim pickings. Um, the Bengals have have you know T Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Uh, those guys could probably be played, especially against a really bad Cowboys defense. Um, but as far as the Cowboys, I watch them every week, and they just they don't have it for me. Um, for one, you don't know who's going to show up, who's not going to show up. You know, for, for for a few weeks it was Amari Cooper. Now he hasn't been doing anything. This past week, Gallup caught uh, caught a touchdown, but eh, I. I don't know, you know. Let it, me it, it, let me jump in there for a minute, Tommy. What about this? What about this narrative? Andy Dalton revenge game. Does that do anything for you at all? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Nothing, huh? Okay. No. I man, I'm starting Amari Cooper in this one. I'm start. Yeah. I, I really like Tyler Boyd in this game. I don't know about T Higgins. That's a hit or miss for me. Um, but I do like Amari Cooper. I mean, you know, just the other day against the Ravens. Um, you know, he po- he posted 16 fantasy points. The week before, when he played the Washington football team, he put up 23 fantasy points. The week before at Minnesota, he put up 14 fantasy points. The week before that, it was a bye week. And then against Pittsburgh, the week before that, he put up uh, over 13 fantasy points. And these are all in PPR leagues. So, to me, man, it, Andy, Del- Andy Dalton's not crap. I mean, he's not fantastic. But he's no, dan- he he's good enough to make uh, to keep Amari Cooper relevant and and Michael Gallup. I mean, I watched them play the Ravens. Gallup was all over the damn place. So yeah, um, it may be just me not being able to mask my uh, frustration and disappointment very well with them. But I just don't trust any of them right now. You know, one thing's for sure: both teams' defenses are really bad. So if we're going to see anything, we, we, I think we can see some offensive production. I personally would start Amari. I would start C.D. Lamb. Um, I would maybe start Dalton in a pinch in a two-quarterback or super flex league. Bengals, yeah, Boyd and um, Higgins both. I, I would feel confident starting both of those guys. That's probably where my limitations. I don't know that I could start Zeke just because the offensive line is so bad. Um, Zeke, I mean, the Bengals' run defense is, is not good, though. So I think you fire up Zeke, and, and, and oh, I hate saying this, but Gio Bernard. Um, after you've seen the Ravens just absolutely shred the Cowboys on the ground, guys, I think either uh, any of us three could throw on some pads right now and rush for 100 yards against the Cowboys' defense. Um, so I honestly think that uh, Gio Bernard is a sneaky good little start, especially in daily fantasy. It's going to be really, really hard to throw him out there um, in a season long, especially with the playoffs. But I do like Zeke. I mean, they are taking on a, a Bengals team that's pretty rough, and they're going to want to get Zeke the ball. They're, I think I could see this Cowboys team putting up some decent points and, and maybe Zeke falling in the end zone for a touchdown in this game. I just don't see any way – if you're a Zeke owner and he's really, really let you down over the last month or so, this is the game you were looking forward to, <laughs> you know, taking on the Bengals. Sure. So any I'll, Zeke owner out there has got to – they've got to fire him up. They've got to start him. I well, if you have – obviously, if you have him, you're going to start him. I mean, you drafted you drafted him for a reason. You spent a whole lot of draft capital on the guy. You pro, I mean, he – you most likely don't really have another option. Um, so, I mean, you probably do have to start Zeke. 
I want to touch on what Bob said. If there's any Bengals executives listening to this podcast right now, I am available this week and this weekend. And if you can get with me in time, I can get through COVID testing protocol to be available on Sunday. So Absolutely. I'm just I'm just saying, you know, if we can run on that Cowboys defense, I, I'm willing to give it a shot. Hey, listen, I can fill in as an emergency running back to, you know, <laughs> put me in as a fourth running back. I'll play we, special teams. Bob, you and I could be thunder and lightning here. Absolutely. Uh, we just go I'm, for this. We got to find a role for Tommy. I mean, I can be, I can do just what Leighton Vanderish does and just kind of move out of the <laughs> way and allow, you know, quarterback to <laughs> straight up the middle on fourth and two for a 37 yard touchdown. So, yeah, I mean, I think, I think you're a little, a uh, little chapped with the Cowboys right yeah, now. He's, he, yeah, he's still <laughs> looking for Lamar Jackson right now. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to some of these four o'clock games. Let's start with the Colts at the Raiders. Raiders. <laughs> Let's start with the Colts at the Raiders. Uh, listen, Jonathan Taylor's been—he's he, a hot name right now. He's been playing great. Um, they're giving them the ball finally. I mean, these guys, these Cam Akers, these DeAndre Swifts, these Jonathan Taylors. You know, we talk about rookie running backs, and everybody wants to see them just blow up week one. But you always tell everyone in the off season, like, give it some time. The cream always rises to the top, and this is just another example. You know, Jonathan Taylor is the guy now. He's playing damn good football. And Vegas sucks against, you know, running backs right now. They've allowed five rushing touchdowns in their last three games. I'm saying fire up Jonathan Taylor and be happy, you know, because this is uh, something like this is what you drafted him for. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Taylor and. And Hines, I think both are going to have roles in this game, and I, I think they're they're both going to have really really good games. Yeah, and, and what about T. Y. Hilton? How many targets did that guy get last week? Golly, I'm you know I'm watching because I'm hoping for some fantasy points. I played Michael Pittman in a lot of my DraftKings lineups, and I just wanted to see him get peppered with targets. And it wasn't him; it was friggin' old ass T. Y. Hilton. What the for the heck? last two weeks? For the last two weeks, the guy was on a milk carton for two years, and now all of a sudden, the last two weeks, he's just blown up, and he's he's kind of reannounced himself as the wide receiver one there in in Indianapolis. Dude, he had eleven targets. Had eleven targets on Sunday. Eight I'm, catches. I'm, I'm waiting for the the PED uh, suspension here. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's there's got to be a reasonable explanation. The guy, like like Tommy said, he's been MIA for two years. All of a sudden, the last two weeks, he, uh, we see a resurgence from T.Y. And as bad as it sounds, I actually am trying to trade for him in, a, in another league right now because it's a best ball league, and I think I can actually he can have value these next few weeks. And I never thought I'd be trying to trade for T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, that's pretty wild. And speaking of that passing game, guys, I can't believe I'm going to say this, so forgive me. For all you listeners out there, you won't hear this from me probably ever again. But I like Philip Rivers this weekend. <laughs> Old man Rivers. I like him this weekend. Listen, the, the Raiders have not stopped anyone lately. And and old old man Rivers has put up over twenty one fantasy points in three straight games. Fire him up. I mean, he's probably sitting on a waiver wire somewhere right now. And if you've got a questionable type of situation at at your quarterback where you're thinking about someone like Bridgewater or or, you know, you're firing up some of these risky type of guys here. I, take Phillip Rivers. Uh, you know, they're going to throw the ball, and he's going uh, to get some points for you in this game. And the Raiders' pass rush is almost non-existent, and the Colts have an amazing offensive line. So Rivers is going to have all day 
to to find Pittman, to find Ty, to find those tight ends. So yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think it's a crazy call. Um, you know, Rivers is not a guy I'm interested in usually either, but this might actually be a good week for him. Yeah, and, and speaking of quarterbacks in this game, Derek Carr is hit or miss with this one for me. Um, he's got to have volume in order to be really fantasy relevant, and they're not gonna they're not gonna be able to run the ball on the Colts, um, especially with, you know you've got Booker starting for you who is just disappointing in any opportunity he's ever been given uh, as a lead running back. Um, and, and, you know, obviously Josh Jacobs isn't playing this week. So Derek Carr's probably going to have to throw the ball around quite a bit. And if he attempts at least 31 passes, uh, you know, he's scored at least 22 fantasy points uh, in, in six of eight games that he's thrown it at least 31 times. I see that being another one of those situations this week. Um, the the past four quarterbacks with at least thirty one pass attempts against the Colts defense have all had at least had over had had over three hundred passing yards, and two of them have scored three touchdowns. I could see that being a decent start for someone like Derek Carr. Um, they're not going to be able to run the ball, so they're going to have to throw it, and he's going to have to probably throw it quite a bit. And I could see this being a little bit of a shootout as far as that goes. I just don't see the Raiders being able to run this ball at all. I mean, they're going to have to put it in Derek Carr's hands. Yeah, meaning right. Darren Waller is going to get a lot of targets. Oh, gosh. Oh, Lord of mercy, he is. He's going to have a lot. Maybe he can get to 30 this week. Uh, that shouldn't be out of question, right? <laughs> nope. <laughs> No, no, I hope not because I hope not because I am starting Darren Waller in the playoffs this week. So I need Darren Waller to have a big game. Well, if he does anything like last week, it's going to be a big game. Seventeen targets, thirteen catches, two hundred yards, and two touchdowns. That is Gosh. just amazing. Oh, that is just uh, now, delicious. They were playing the Jets, and the Colts yeah. are are way different than the Jets. But yes. still, bad news yeah. is, bad news is, they're not playing the Jets. Um, yeah, yeah so, exactly. Uh, that's also bad news for Derek Carr. That's bad news for Henry Ruggs. He won't be left wide open screaming down the sideline on a all-out blitz on a Hail Mary situation. So, I've never seen anything like that in my whole life. That terrible. was that Absolutely was crazy. Terrible. That was crazy, I'll tell you. But, yeah, so we definitely like Darren Waller in this game. That's a no-brainer there. So, yeah. Yeah, that's the only guys that really stick out to me that I'm that I'm starting there. Fade Devonta Booker, leave his ass alone. Uh, I don't care how desperate you are, you've got to leave this guy alone. There, he's not going to put up any points. Um, start Rivers, start Ty, start Michael Pittman, Jonathan Taylor, Naeem Hines. This, there's a lot of fantasy goodness in this game here. So, all right, let's move on. We just talked about the Jets. Let's talk about let's let's talk about the Jets at the Seahawks. Do we like this matchup here? Let's talk about the Seahawks because I don't, <laughs> I don't see any Jets we're starting. Um, let, let's go and talk about the Seahawks. Russell Wilson, um, he has not been good over the last month. Let's just call it what it is. Um, th- three of the last four games have been really, really bad. Um, matter of fact, over the last four games, he's just put up right over 64 total points, um, which is just at 16 points a game um, in a – you. 
that's probably right around QB twenty or so. Yeah, it's um, ugly. The last four weeks. Oh uh, yeah. So it's not. It hasn't been good for him. Uh, but like we said, he gets the Jets. The Jets just gave up over thirty four points to Derek Carr. It's it's a get right game for Russell Wilson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Derek Carr did put up over thirty four fantasy points against that Jets defense. We talked about you know Darren Waller shredding them up and everything. Russell Wilson with those weapons, uh, it's definitely going to be a get right game for him. I am very much looking forward to this because, like Kyler, I own a crap ton of Russell Wilson in leagues, so I need this. Me too. I, I need this too, to happen. Buddy. Let me what? let me ask you guys this. So uh, does does <laughs> Darrell Revis still play for the Jets? Nope. Does Jamal Adams still play for the Jets? Nope. Yeah, fire up those Seahawks. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Gonna be gonna be be a good one for them. What do we think about DK Metcalf? Get them going. Yep. Yep. What do we think about Carson? What do we think about Chris Carson here? You know, his foot. uh, Coach uh, Coach came out and said that he's still not at a hundred percent. you know, and they they didn't give him a whole lot of touches last week. You know, you thought they'd kind of ease him in a little bit there. But uh, are we starting Chris Carson this weekend? Or, I mean, yeah, you have to, right? I think you have to start him. Chris Carson is a is a beast. What concerns me though is the level of competition here. If the Seahawks get up early, are they going to pull Carson, keep him fresh and healthy for the playoffs, and get Hyde in there or one of these other guys, DJ Dallas or something? That's what concerns me. But you know, even if he plays half a game, half a game against the Jets could be really, really favorable. So it's it's a tough call, but I, I'm going to start him. Yeah, I mean he he just put up 20 points in a in a in a loss to the Giants. I mean. The Giants yeah. have, have a pretty solid defense, and the Jets stink. So Chris Carson should be fine. So I was going to ask about any Jets offensive players, but we can just really squash that. There's not a single Jet that we're starting, not, are we? Not a single one in the playoffs. There's don't, not. Don't, don't do it. You're you're asking for trouble. Don't do it. You'll be eliminated this week if you do there, I mean, as a wide receiver three flex, you can maybe think about Jamison Crowder, but that's it. That's all. Stop right there. That's it. Yeah. Crowder's the only guy that I was going to mention, and but I'm still with Tommy on this. I have no confidence in any Jets, but it is the Seahawks' pass defense. Crowder maybe, you know, get something going. But, uh, again, it's risky. It's super risky. It is. It is. So let's move on. Let's you know we that that was a pretty easy game to cover. Start your start your Seahawks and leave those Jets alone. So let's move on to the Packers at the Lions. Guys, uh, Matt Patricia's not there anymore, and and Stafford threw for 400 yards without him being there. Hmm, is Stafford a yeah? Is he a is he a good start this week against the Packers or what? Uh, yes. Simple answer: Yes. Stafford <laughs> is a good play this week. Um, yeah. <laughs> in my opinion, Stafford is always a a fairly solid play. Um, there's there's going to be certain games where he doesn't play like it, but I I always have Stafford as kind of a back end QB one type type guy, anyways. Uh, so do Stafford you start him over Kyler? Do you start him over Kyler this week? Um, he's going to be close. Um, Stafford's I not would. not bad at all. Um, Stafford's Stafford's right right there with with guys like Big Ben and Matt Ryan and guys like that. So yeah, I mean, hey, especially with if Kenny Galladay was limited in practice, um, but there's an actual possibility that he might come back this weekend. And if that's the case, 
then you know Stafford's, you know he that's just going to go upward, you know, as far as his uh, production this week. So he's been doing all this without Kenny Galladay. So well, well, and let's let's kind of put it this way too: the Lions don't really have a running game, so they they kind of have to rely on Stafford a little bit. So him being able to throw to possibly Galladay, T.J. Hawkinson, Marvin Jones, that's. Those are pretty good guys to have to throw the ball to. Um, if DeAndre Swift can can come back and play, then there's another t- target out of the backfield for him. Um, so I I really like Stafford this week. Yeah. Well, listen, think about this too. I mean, more than likely the Lions are playing from behind in this game. That means a lot of garbage time for Stafford, a lot mm-hmm. of trying to catch up. Uh, you know, I, I'm playing Stafford over Kyler just because of um, you know just just because of the injury with Kyler and. And again, I think I think it's uh, not necessarily a shootout because I think the Packers will probably easily control this game. But division matchup, these two teams know each other well, um, so I'll be curious to see. Patricia being gone is is a huge part of that. They want to play fast. Daryl Bevel can run an offense. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm excited to play Stafford this week. I will be firing him up in a few weeks that I own him in. Yeah, I'm leaving uh, Adrian Peterson alone in this one. We're starting our Packers. I mean, obviously, you know, Aaron Rodgers is good to go. You're firing up Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams. Tommy, let me ask you, or I'll just ask both of you guys this. What about MVS? What about uh, Alan Lazard or possibly Robert uh, Tunyon? What do we think about those three? Tunyon, yes. Um, He is, uh, he's kind of proven himself to be on the higher end of the tight end spectrum, Um, uh, Alan Lazard's kind of working his way back into it. Um, I don't know if I trust him in the playoffs right now, uh, but he's definitely got to hold on to, um, I'm not starting him right now though. What do you think? Yeah, I'm I'm firing up Tunyon. Uh, Tunyon's a buy. I'm firing up Tunyon. He's a, he's a buy in dynasty leagues. He's a guy that I think is really, really good. Yeah, MVS is a no. Lazard, I think you can fire him up. Um, you know, MVS, I, I know he's had a boom game here and there, but outside of best ball leagues, I don't think he should be owned. I agree. I, I've got him in a couple of leagues that uh, I've tried to drop him a couple of times when I put in a claim, and I've not and I've not won the the claim, so he's still lingering on my team. I've got I just got to find some <laughs> some backup kicker or something just to drop his ass for. So. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, there. All yeah. right. Well, cool. Yeah, we're, we're we're firing up our our Packers with all confidence in this one. Let's move on to the Falcons at the Chargers real quick. <clears throat> What do we think about this game? What do we think about Todd Gurley in this? I mean, I see he he's fading. He I'm uh, there's probably not much of a bigger Todd Gurley fan out there than I am, and Tommy can tell you that. I love Todd Gurley, but he's fading fast, guys. He, you know, his knee is starting to give him some trouble. He only had nine touches on Sunday. Edo Smith and Brian Hill are getting touches. God, I hate it, but. You know, Gurley's touchdown or bust now. Uh, that's that's all he is. I'm staying away from him at you know at any way I can. You may need to actually drop Gurley. Um, and I hate to say that too. I like Gurley. I'm an owner in several leagues. And if there's not anyone better to drop him for, of course you don't do it. But yeah, I don't think I'm going to start Gurley in any of my uh, any of my playoff leagues this week. Uh, it's just way too risky. Like you said, the knee injury, the lack of touches now. I just I, I just don't think I can do it. 
Yeah, and we're obviously we're firing up Matt Ryan in this one, Julio, Calvin Ridley. I'll tell you a guy that's killing me lately, man, and I love him, love him to death, man. But Hayden Hurst, it, there's not been a bigger fan of his this year than mine, uh, than than I have been. But uh, man, the last couple of weeks, I still get it. You know, he's getting targets, but he's in, he's only coming down with like one catch or maybe two catches, and it's just it's been rough. To it's, be a, a Hayden Hurst owner lately. It's it's been more like Hayden Worst recently. Yeah. I mean it's it's not been good. Yeah, I, I I'm not starting him either. I just can't trust him after back to back weeks of doing nothing. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's been it's been really hard. And I, I want to start him because there's several leagues that, you know, I drafted him to be my starting tight end and uh oh Man, I got to find someone yep, else to plug in there for him. It does. So, what about our Chargers here? You know, we're firing. Are we firing up Justin Herbert? I mean, he had a horrible Definitely. game the other day, but the Falcons give up the most fantasy points yeah. to opposing quarterbacks. So, I think we're pretty good there, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I see this game being a big time shootout. Um, two good offenses, two bad defenses. Um, both quarterbacks are playable. Both sets of wide receivers are playable. Get them in there. You, you probably won't regret it. Oh, I want to see Austin Eckler eat. Oh, I want to see him blow up this weekend. I think he will, and I think Hunter Henry's a really good play against the Falcons' defense also. Um, so, yeah, I think Tommy's right. It's going to be an offensive fest, uh, a scoring fest, hopefully. All right, well, that's our, our Falcons at Chargers. Let's move on real quick to the Washington football team at the San Francisco 49ers. Guys, who do we like in this game and who do we not like? That is a good question. Um, Honestly, I mean, I let, let, let's if... start. Let's start with the Washington football team, Tommy. Um, Antonio Gibson's not playing yeah, this week. I... Do we like J.D. McKissick? I mean, he's had at least ten targets and seven catches in three of his last five games. I mean, do you see? I, I see him getting a lot of work. What do you think? Oh man, that. That scares the heck out of me going into the playoffs. Oh, absolutely, I, I don't think you can use it. I mean, you got Terry McLaurin, you got Logan Thomas. Outside of those guys, I don't know if if you're able to use anybody else on that Washington team right now. I'm gonna probably throw out McKissick. I mean, I think you can. I mean, I think you can play in PPR leagues only. Yeah. But when he's getting so many targets and so many little dump-offs, I mean, every time he catches a little five-yard pass, that's one and a half points. Um, so McKissick, uh, again, I know it sounds crazy, you know, starting him in the playoffs, but he's actually been pretty reliable this year in PPR leagues. So uh, Gibson out, I think, in deep, deep leagues, maybe Peyton Barber, but it's, you know, way risky. I'm only oh. starting him. Yeah, I mean, if you're in a deep league – then, you know, it may be worth a shot. But otherwise, uh, I'm staying away from the running game for, for Washington. But that passing game where McKissick gets involved and McClurin and Logan Thomas, those, yeah, those guys are guys you want to fire up. Well, you know, another speak- guy, another guy, Alex Smith, in a, in, a, in a super flex league, don't be afraid of Alex Smith. He's, he's put up really good points the last few weeks. So, I mean, Alex Smith is a guy I'd be looking at too. Hmm. That's interesting. Here, here's a guy. What about Raheem Mostert? Now, I'm a Mostert fan, and he seems like a chalk play. He seems like someone you're going to plug in right here. But the Washington defense has been stout, and I'm telling you, very, very good. They've only allowed one rushing touchdown to a running back since week five. You, you kind of combine Jeff Wilson getting, a, you know, just enough 
touches to be annoying. What do we think about Raheem Mostert in this? Is this someone that you're maybe looking to try and bench or maybe be more of a flex play? Or are you all not too worried about him? And, and I'm asking personally because I have Raheem Mostert in a couple of leagues. And, man, I'm on the fence with this one. Yeah, I am too. I'm a Mostert owner also. And I, I've got to make a decision on what I'm going to do there too. And the thing about Mostert is, is anytime he touches the ball, he's a threat to score. I'm happy that I'm not an owner of Mostert at all. Um He's, he just seems like one of those really frustrating guys to have on your team, um, whether the injuries or, you know, he plays half a game and then he's hurt or, you know, he just, I mean, he just, he's really frustrating. And I, I, I'm i just really glad I don't own him. <laughs> well, uh, someone I'm excited you know, about that I couldn't wait to get back was Debo Samuel. And we've got him going, oh, oh, I'm glad he's back. And I see him eating just uh, – just like he has in this game as well. And Brandon Ayuk. Mm, absolutely. Those well, two guys, thing, Debo and Ayuk, are, are phenomenal players. And that those 49 uh, wide receivers, it, there was talk going into the season that they didn't have any anybody at, at wide receiver. Now they got two studs there. So um, I'm, I have extreme confidence in both those guys. You know, I want to mention, too, on that 49ers run game, I mean, we do need to remember here that Kyle Shanahan is kind of a master manipulator of, you know, organizing that run game and getting scheming it to, to get these guys in space and open up those run lanes. And I know Washington is really good, um, you know, really good defense. That defensive line is amazing for Washington. And so I, I'm with Bob. I'm scared to roll Mostert out. But at the same time, uh, man, Kyle Shanahan has always put together a fantastic running game. And, um, you know, Mostert has just got that big playability. But those receivers, yeah, you got to start those receivers, I think. <laughs> am, I, uh, am I being a little too uh, far-fetched when I say that this could be a Jordan Reed revenge game? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, you are. <laughs> I mean, you can't see him getting a sneaky little touchdown in this game just, uh, just because or what? Or am I just being just a little too over he the could. top there? I think it could happen. Yeah, it could happen. It, the hard thing is, is they got, you know, Ayuk and Debo to throw the ball to. And so I think that uh, kind of thins out the targets. But, yeah, I mean, I think it could happen. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what let's happens not, there. Well, let's not over-romanticize Jordan Reed here, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you are assuming he finishes the game, right? That is true. That is true. That I mean, it could happen good. in the first quarter, I guess, but – all right, well, we just got a handful. We just got a few games left. Let's get through these real quick. Uh, we've got the Saints at the Eagles. Um, we're firing up all of our Saints. Taysom Hill, I mean, in, in the last three weeks, he's been the quarterback three, the QB three. Um, he's been playing just phenomenal, and he plays better every week. Every week he's just gotten better, and I don't see that changing uh, this Sunday as well. What do you guys think? Agreed. Yeah, I think you roll Taysom Hill out. He's he's been so good. You got to play him. You got to play Mike Thomas and Kamara. Uh, I think those three are no brainers. Um, yeah, definitely. It, it gets a little trickier after that. You know, when you're you're talking about guys like Latavius Murray, Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, Murray has been really good with Taysom until last week. So, and the Eagles got a good run defense. Um, he's not a guy that I'm going to have confidence to put out there. You know, I think it's your kind of your big three with the Saints there. <laughs> 
Tommy, you know, I just got a notification on my phone. We've been talking about dynasty stashes and all these guys to pick up. In one of our dynasty leagues, Mikey, Mike Sears, guess who he just picked up? I'm almost scared to ask. You'll laugh. You'll giggle when we hear it. Devin Funches. (laughs) He just picked up... (laughs) <laughs> Did he just drop him like last week? I don't know, man. He pick he he loves Devin Funches more than Devin Funches's friggin' parents love Devin Funches. So it wow. is just so funny he, that he picks him up. He's a Michigan guy. He loves Devin Funches. He's oh god, that just cracks me up. Anyways, we kind of went off topic there. Sorry about that. But yeah, yeah, you're firing up all your Saints there with with confidence. Eagles, on the other hand. I do not like Miles Sanders, never have and probably never will. He had a season-low 56% of snaps uh, last week for the for the Eagles. Um, Jordan Howard's going to get some touches in this game. I just I just don't like Miles Sanders at all. I'm, it's hard to bench him. Uh, these, these people out here listening right now are probably rolling their eyes, but, I mean, what's Miles Sanders done this year? Nothing. Nothing. No, that's – that Saints run defense is like we talked about last week. They're just so good. I, I personally am not going to start any Eagles this week. Um, I am super curious to see how Jalen Hurts does, as I mentioned earlier. But I don't know that you can have confidence. You got a new quarterback. You know, it's your playoff week. I mean, who's he going to throw to? Is it Goddard? Is it Ertz? Is it Rager? Is it Fulgham? There's just so many different possibilities. And a lot of times, these backup quarterbacks, when they come in and play, they have chemistry with those second team wide receivers, guys like Greg Ward. But are you really going to roll Greg Ward out in your playoff matchup? No. Um, I mean, what, what do we think? You, you kind of mentioned Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. I mean, I, there's not a wide receiver on the Eagles that I could start, that I could play this week. Um, and I probably couldn't play Jalen Hurts. I mean, I, I'm interested in seeing what he does on the ground rushing the ball. Um, right. But I, I'd rather watch that than, than have to depend on that in a fantasy playoff. But what do we Same think here. about Zach? Do you think that – that he goes to someone like Zach Ertz a little bit more than Carson Wentz was, um, just kind of knowing who the guys are that you know who his playmakers are on this team, who the bread and butter is on that team. Could you see that you know him doing something like that, or do you see a little bit more of the same where you know Zach Ertz and has been a little bit uninvolved? I think anything's I possible. Think, yeah. I kind of think that the, the torch there has been passed to Dallas Goddard. Um, Goddard's the the guy who's been getting all the all the targets there, especially at tight end for the for the Eagles, even with Ertz back. So, um, I think Goddard's the guy there. Goddard has been amazing. I think it's it's just so tough, you know, when you're you're talking about your first round of your playoffs and trying to roll out any of these Eagles right now when we have no idea what kind of offense they're going to roll out on the field against a really good Saints defense. Um, I mean, I've got Goddard in some leagues and I may not have another option. I may have to start him, but uh, I'm certainly not feeling good about it because of the quarterback switch. With that being said, I do think, I mean, I do think Jalen Hurts, it could raise the level of this entire Eagles offense in terms of energy, uh, in terms of, you know, just flat-out motivation, and, and he plays a different style of game. I mean, Wentz is good with his legs, but Hurts is really good with his legs. So I'll be seri- I'll be curious to see what it opens up in the pass game and the run game. 
Yeah, well, here's yes. also yeah, go ahead. here's also a little bit of here's a, a a dose of irony for you also. Um, remember in the preseason after Jalen Hurts was drafted, they kind of compared him to Taysom Hill and were kind of thinking the Eagles were going to use him as a Taysom Hill type player. Now they're facing sure. each other. Yeah, that's a good take. I saw Jalen Hurts more of a, a Dak Prescott. That was my my player comp for him. And that's still my my comp. I mean, that that's what I see when I see Jalen Hurts is a is a Dak Prescott clone. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does from here on out, and I'm really looking forward to seeing where in the world uh, Carson Wentz is playing next year. So uh, yeah, yeah, that's going to be interesting. So let's move on to the Steelers and Bills. That's the Sunday night game. Uh, what's our thoughts on this one? I mean, we're firing up all of our. I mean, is there someone? You know, we know we're starting Ben, James Connor, Juju, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool. Hell, I'm even starting Eric Ebron. I mean, he's good for probably four catches and five catches in this game, and he's good for four or five drops in this game as well. Um, <laughs> God, the guy's got hands of stone, but every once yeah. in a while, one sticks, and uh, you know, I see that happening again in this game. Um, Big Ben, you're firing him up. Um, golly, this dude just, they don't like to run, man. They just like throwing the ball. He's got yep. 484 pass attempts already this season. He's a top 10 quarterback. Um, he's he's missed some time and everything, and he's still a top 10 guy. Um, fire up all these Steelers and don't look back. Same thing, guys. I mean, would you agree there? Would you agree that we're starting all of our bills as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, Allen Diggs, Cole Beasley, even um, I, I, I'm probably real hesitant to start their anybody in their backfield. Um, I, I don't right. care for Devin Singletary too much, but no, um, Zach Moss, but, no. Yeah, but Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley definitely. Yeah, you may even be able to get away with the Gabriel Davis because this could be such a shootout of a game. Uh, Gabriel Davis has, has really stepped up big for John Brown. Dynasty so, uh, stash. Yep. <laughs> there you go. I think both teams, you're going to be hesitant to start any of the running game players. I mean, I know James Conner's back and the Bills aren't good against the run D uh, or against the run game, but still, I, for me, pass catchers on both sides, quarterbacks on both sides, no running game. Um, I think it's going to be a shootout. Yeah, I, I've been very, very impressed with Cole Beasley this year. I love those little slot guys, those little yep. dudes, man. And he's just watching him play, he's – he I, I, I he, He's becoming one of my more uh, – just a f- player I love to watch play, man. Uh, I love watching that little guy go. Man, he's 11, awesome. 11 touchdown last week. That's a pretty amazing stat line yeah, for a slot-wide yeah. receiver. Absolutely. So our last game is the Ravens at the Browns on Monday night. Uh who do we like in this one? Who do we not like in this one? I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to let both of you guys talk here. Um, I'm, I'm going to try and, and, and not be a homer here real quick. So. <laughs> uh, good luck. Yeah. yeah. What do you got, Tommy? I'm going, I'm going Lamar. Uh, I'm going Mark Andrews. Um, that's probably about it on the Ravens side. I don't trust Hollywood. Um, it's kind of it's kind of tricky to trust their their running backs at the moment. Uh, they kind of got three guys who, who they can rely on, but you don't know who it's going to be from week to week. So so trusting any of the three to put them in your 
in your lineup going into the playoffs is real tough. But uh, okay, but, if you uh, had to choose one, if you had to choose one, Tommy Levi, Tommy Levi, either one of you, both of you, if you had J.K. to choose, Dobbins. it's J.K. Huh? It's J.K. Um, J.K.'s yep, been the yeah J.K.'s seems to have been the, seems to have been the most consistent one over the last few weeks with them. Um, now I know I know some of that was because Mark uh, Mark Ingram wasn't available to them. Um, but uh, he just seems to be the the most consistent running back out of out of out of the three. Um, I, I know Gus Edwards had a good game this past week. Uh, had a good game yesterday against the Cowboys. Um, of course, that was only on what he had what like seven seven carries or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, but, every, like I said, that was you got to throw that one out. That that was, right, that was, right. Uh, so I, I just think Dobbins is the most consistent guy there. Um, if you have to start J.K. Dobbins, then okay. Um, I I wouldn't I wouldn't go as far as to say Mark Ingram or Gus Edwards though. Yeah, I'm with Tommy. I mean, I think J.K. Dobbins is the back tone if you're if you're starting one of these Baltimore backs. And in terms of the Browns, I mean, I'm going to say the guy that I have the most confidence in in this entire game is going to be Nick Chubb. Um, Chubb just seems to always grind it out. He gets better as the game goes on. He's Derrick Henry esque, if that makes sense. Um, I think that uh, you know Cleveland's going to have to really depend on their run game. Um, I know the Ravens, you know, they've got back Brandon Williams and Calais Campbell should be back. And so I think that does change things. But uh, this is going to be a tough game. Well, let's just say week one. Now, we're going way, way back to week one. But Nick Chubb only had 5.6 fantasy points against the Ravens in a PPR league. He had 10 carries for for 60 yards. Um, uh, You know, it it was his worst game of the season by far. And – I think the I, Browns have learned a lot since then, though. In I terms absolutely of what type agree. Of, I absolutely what type of team agree. They are. Yep. I uh, think that Chubb has a pretty decent game here. I've seen him shred the Ravens before, um, but I do think that uh, he has a pretty decent fantasy game here. I don't like Baker in this game. Don't like him one bit, but I do love Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry just finds, uh, you know, the soft spots in a zone. And uh, and he gets the he gets the ball. I do love Landry in this game. I mean, I could see him have this could be one of those six, seven, eight catch games for him. He always tears apart the Ravens. He always puts up good points against them. And I don't see anything changing in this one at all. And this may be kind of a hot take. Um, if oh, you gosh, Here's if you may one. want to call it that, but I think the Browns are better without Odell than they were with him. They it, it, it seemed to be the focus was too much on him and not enough on the rest of the guys when the rest of the guys have really kind of stepped up and been better without him. Yeah, they've realized that as well in Cleveland, and, and that's the reason why a lot of reports out there over the last uh, couple of months is that you know Odell's done in Cleveland. Um, they see that they really just they don't have to have him, and his best years are way, way behind him, even though he's not an old guy, but he just brings a lot of baggage, and um, it's going to be uh, interesting. And speaking of hot takes, how did you like my one from last week? You remember Washington that, football Levi? Team, the I Washington do. football team over the Steelers. This guy called it right here. You the sure reason did. I remember it is Tommy had to, Tommy had to remind me a couple days ago Right. Um, <laughs> oh, did he? He did me too. He did me too. Don't worry. That's right. But I, I reminded him about my Taysom Hill hot take, and uh, it turned out pretty good last week, I'll say. So, 
Uh, if we're gonna if we're gonna start bragging here, I'm gonna throw mine out there too. <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah, <laughs> Bob, what was your hot take? You know, I don't did I did I even have a hot take last week? You, you did. I just don't remember what it is. <laughs> oh my gosh! Or what I'd, it was? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we did do that. I have yeah, no we all, clue. I you guys no, called. We, you guys called me out and told me to do one because you both uh, you both had some crazy hot takes and. I'm going to have to go back and listen to last week's episode yeah. at the end and see what dumbass thing I said, <laughs> you know, so whatever. Hey, who, okay, so let me ask you about this. Who's winning this game, Baltimore or Cleveland? Mm. I'm I'm taking Cleveland. Uh, I, I haven't been in, been overly impressed with the Ravens uh, lately. I don't think their offense has been clicking. Um, I think the Browns have just been kind of on a roll lately, and I think the Browns are going to win it. I – I have to – I can't believe I'm doing this, but I have to kind of agree there. I think Cleveland is kind of rolling, and, uh, man, they're just – they're really good in most phases of the game, the run game, the offensive line, the defense. Uh, I, I think Baker could easily screw this up, but at the same time, I don't know. I, I, they're playing in Cleveland. It's going to be tough. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really, really um, – it's going to be a tough game. It's it's not going to be that thrashing that Baltimore put on them uh, week one. Baltimore absolutely just wiped the floor with them. I think beat them like thirty eight to three or some crap. Yeah, it was um, big. I mean, it was it was absolutely ugly. Obviously, I'd love to see that happen again here, um, but I don't. But uh, the Ravens are going to win this game. Uh, this is the game that they have to win. Um, they cannot really. It, they might be able to lose one more game and still maybe sneak into the playoffs. Um, but if they really want to make sure that they they get themselves a, a spot in the playoffs, they've got to win this game. Um, and they've played well against the Browns. Um, I don't know if Baltimore is just Cleveland's kryptonite or what it is. Um, but I see a little bit more of the same happening here. I see Baltimore running the ball on them quite a bit. Um, trying not to throw it as much and don't get too cute. I see Baltimore pulling this one out, but it's going to be a close one. It's going to be a very good Monday night game, to say the least. Yep, it'll be a good one. Well, guys, that's it for the show. Um, I appreciate you all uh, kind of putting in your time here, and, and we hope we help everyone out this week. Uh, you know, we've got our fantasy playoffs uh, starting this week, so we want to wish everyone the best of luck. Uh, hopefully you move on uh, into uh, into round two there and uh, maybe beyond and uh, win you a little bit of money. But uh, uh, for myself, for Tommy, for Levi, like we said, we appreciate you listening to the show. Tune in next week. But until then, we are out.